In a world where we base our self-worth on social media likes, the opinions of others, and how we measure up to those around us, it can be difficult to embrace what we love about ourselves. Self-worth isn't what you have, it's not what you do. It's what's inside of you and how you feel about the world you've built. Join me, Lynn Howard, as we climb the mountain together to reach the peak of our happiness and peace of mind. This is Are You Worth It? Spoiler alert, you are. Hey, y'all. Welcome or welcome back to Are You Worth It? Spoiler alert, you are. This is Lynn Howard. This week, we are going to talk about self-advocating, whether for your physical or mental or emotional health. Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp.com. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with the therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash are you worth it. That's betterhelp.com forward slash are you worth it. So we have discussed, or I have discussed in the past, that I have a medical condition. It's called vestibular migraines. When my whole thing started, you know, it started out uh, with a really bad sinus infection, and they put me on nine weeks of antibiotics. The thing is, the sinus infection improved, you know, it went away. Um, The symptoms never went away. I started getting migraines. I was getting constant dizziness, double vision. Things were getting worse um, as the years went on. You know, at one point I did drive. I, I drove to work. I drove to my mom's, you know, whatever. And as time kept going, my symptoms continued to, you know, in, increase, de- decrease, however I should say it. They, they were getting worse. <laughs> I would talk to my doctor about it and I got nowhere with it. And then at one point I got sent to a neurologist who was not very nice to me at all, um, actually had me crying out of frustration, gave me medication, never told me what it was for, and sent me to physical therapy. Obviously, none of that worked. So I continued feeling the way I was and constantly feeling worse and worse and worse. And then it got to the point where I was having migraines five to six days a week. So I was more or less living my life, you know, my prime years in the basement. You know, nobody, I'm a middle-aged woman. This is, you know, my kids are grown. It's when I should be having fun. And I'm living my life in a dark, quiet basement because I couldn't tolerate or handle the light, the noise, you know, temperature fluctuations, anything. I got fed up one day and I was actually outside. I had a puppy at the time. I was outside and I just went onto one of these um, migraine boards and asked if anybody knew of any local STL doctors, St. Louis doctors. And that was the day I started advocating for my own, my, my physical health. At that point, you know, I went to an ENT. She tried a few medications. They didn't work. She sent me on to a neurologist. That neurologist, I was approved for Botox for migraines. It's not the pretty kind. It's the medical kind. 
That doctor sent me on to a sleep specialist because I was always tired. I always thought I was a super light sleeper, right? Because I always choked about, I woke up to a cricket farting outside. Like I always woke up. Well, the sleep specialist discovered I have sleep apnea after I did a sleep study. The sleep specialist was looking at my numbers and didn't like, you know, the way my thyroid numbers looked. He sent me on to an endocrinologist. Turned out I had a nodule on um, one of my, my thyroids, my left side. So I actually had to do a radioactive iodine treatment, which got no superpowers from. I was very upset about that, which by the way, after that sent me into hypothyroid. But at that point, they could treat what was going on. None of this would have happened had I not just got fed up with the way I felt. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's the best way I can put it. I got fed up with it. And I advocated for myself. And I see so often, um, specifically women, because I'm a woman, but obviously men and women both do it. A doctor says, this is what's wrong or this is not what's wrong. And we go, oh, okay, well, they're trained and we move on. We've all seen the shows, right? Oh, we don't know what's wrong, but we're going to fix it. That doesn't happen in real life. As long as you, you know, if you go to the ER and you're not bleeding to death and you're not having a heart attack, they stabilize you, they send you out the door. You know, you literally have to do your own research. You have to speak up for yourself because no one knows your heart, mind, and body as well as you do. You know how you're supposed to feel. You know that, you know, you've always been a happy person. And over the past year, you can feel your mental state shifting and changing to a different, because not everybody is born with clinical depression. I didn't start uh, suffering from effects of depression until my teen years. And it, you know, it got worse as I got older and I'm on antidepressants and there is no shame in that. I sought therapy. There's no shame in that because that's what they're there for. You know, the antidepressants are there for those of us that have the chemical imbalance. It's just, if you had cancer, would you be ashamed to get treatment for that? No. If you got COVID or the flu, would you be ashamed to get treatment for that? No. Depression or any other medical issue, mental issue, emotional issue, those aren't things you chose. Those are things that are going on and you need to get treatment for it because you can feel better. Trust me, listen, if anyone, I'm the first person to tell you, you can feel better. I'm one of those people with depression and anxiety who it manifests as anger. So I'm very short with people, irritable with people, things like that. Um, I used to be a B word in the morning because I was so tired. I wasn't sleeping. I was crabby. Nobody wanted to be around me. It was because I was freaking exhausted. Because even though I told doctors through the years that I was so tired and I didn't sleep well, you know, they tried to give me pills. I don't want to take those. They're fine for other people. Maybe they work for other people. I'm extremely sensitive to medication. And if my doctor knows I'm extremely sensitive to medication, why give me something with so many side effects? Um, I had my entire life when I eat, I get sick, right? Just... I thought everybody felt sick when they ate. It's just, why, why wouldn't I think any different when it's been happening as long as I can remember? When I got older, I started getting really bad stomach pains. And I don't like to play around with things like that because like stomach cancer is a threat and ulcers, things like that. I went to a doctor and he, he just said, stop eating gluten. Well, no, I'm sorry. I lied to you. The first doctor um, gave me a pill for my stomach and I took it. And I, the next day, you know, I, I got up at 11 o'clock and I called my husband in a panic. I'm like, did you get the kids off to school? He's like, you did. I'm like, no, babe, I just woke up. 
Apparently, I got out of bed, got my kids off to school, went back to bed, and remembered none of it because of that pill. So then I got sent to a GI, and the GI said, stop eating gluten. Well, am I gluten insensitive or, you know, sorry, gluten sensitive? Am I, do I have celiac disease? I advocated for myself, went to a different GI and was tested for fructose intolerance, which is not as well known as like lactose intolerant. Basically things like onions and, and you know, watermelon, things like that. I can't, anything with a high fructose level, I can't have it. Um, regular sodas, the first chemical in there is high fructose corn syrup. My body treats it like a poison and I get extremely sick. But again, I self-advocated. I said with each thing, whether it was my medical health, whether it was my mental health, my emotional health, I self-advocated. Because if I would have just gone off what each person that I tried to tell was wrong, what they said to me, I would still be getting sick every time I ate. I would still be exhausted. You know, I would be sunken. I, I've been suicidal in the past. You know, as a young adult, I was suicidal. Because I was so miserable and I didn't know why. You know, when we were growing up in my generation, depression wasn't really something talked about. You know, we'd heard stories in the past of, you know, our grandmothers, not literally my grandmother, but that generation getting like shock therapy and stuff. But nobody talked about anxiety or depression. We didn't know what that was. So it wasn't until my adult life that I was able to seek treatment and get help. And I got better. I went and I talked to therapists. To see, you know, am I am I going crazy? Like, is this normal? Which, by the way, I am a huge believer there is no such thing as normal. <laughs> there is, normal is a setting on a dryer. You've heard it. It's cliched. I don't care. It's a setting on a dryer. There is no such thing as normal. We are all completely unique. So don't try to compare yourself to somebody else. Oh, well, Lynn has depression and these medical issues and she's got a podcast. Okay, well, that's just how I run my life. You're not failing because you're not running your life the way I am. The only way you can fail yourself is if you don't advocate for yourself. If you don't step out and seek the help you need. If you don't seek the medical help to feel physically better. If you don't seek help from a therapist because there's things going on in your head that maybe it's scaring you or you haven't been able to move away from that trauma as a child. Or maybe like me, you know, abuse was part of my life, not just for me. Like I watched someone abuse, watched my mother be abused, and then I was abused by a spouse. I could have just lived with that and just sunk in further and further in depression. I refused to continue that way. And I sought help and I grew and you can too, but it starts with you. It starts with you speaking up for yourself. You know your mind better than anyone else. You know your heart better than anyone else. And you know the way you're supposed to feel better than any doctor. I actually had a male gynecologist tell me once that, oh, no, you don't get headaches with your periods. And I remember looking at and I was pretty young, looked him dead in the eye and said, oh, you don't get headaches with your periods? Don't tell me how I feel. I know how I feel. <laughs> I know the changes in my body with month to month. You know, I know what's going to happen. I know what's coming because I know my body. But I also knew that that doctor was wrong. And I spoke up for myself. You are allowed to get second and third opinions. You are allowed to seek a different doctor if your current doctor is not fitting your needs. And like through betterhelp.com, they have the option if you don't 
like the therapist, maybe you guys aren't jiving or it's not a right fit, you can seek someone else. You can find, Lord, I don't even know how many therapists I've been through in my life. You know, when I was a teenager, 15, 16 years old, parents got divorced and I got sent to a counselor because I was going through some things. She handed me, 15, 16 years old, handed me a kid's book called Dinosaur Divorce. Obviously, it wasn't the right fit. I'm not one who likes to do um, role playing, you know, talking to an empty chair, things like that. I, I can't. I'm not an actress at all. That wasn't the right fit. But I had one counselor. Oh my gosh, I felt like she was putting a mirror up in front of my face. And I was able to, to reflect on all these. Why, why did I feel that way? Why did I act that way? You know, something I learned about myself this year was the reason I always, you know, just kind of neglected my yard every year, not just, oh, the migraines this year. I've never really had a pretty yard. I've had vegetable gardens. Then I tend to let the weeds go, you know, grow. I've had, um, you know, marigolds in my garden. Then I tend to let it go. There was something in my head that told me I didn't deserve it. Through therapy, through self-reflection and through self-advocating, I've learned more and more about myself, what makes me tick. I am getting such a pretty yard, y'all. It's a little humid right now, so I won't be working outside today, but you have to speak up for yourself. If the doctor is not listening to you, find a new one. If that therapist is not the right fit, find a new one. Because you deserve to feel good, not just physically good or strong or energetic, mentally and emotionally Good. We are going through something in our family right now. It's it's pretty pretty stressful. It's a little traumatic. Um, but I am choosing to see the high sides of it. And I'm choosing, you know, I've done my visual because I'm not very good at meditating. I can't quiet my brain. So I visualize. I visualize myself in this beautiful, you know, field, or there's my mom's got a friend who has a swing, a porch swing. I visualize sitting on her porch swing and that breeze coming in on me. And all you can hear are the wind chimes and, and the animals in the background. Do what you have to do to make sure that you are healthy all the way around. Because no matter how much you go to the gym, no matter how much medication you take, if all physical, mental, and emotional, if it's not all aligned and not all healthy, you're not healthy. If you're not sleeping well, you're not going to be healthy. If you're holding on to these things, you're not going to be healthy. And that's where self-advocating and seeking out the proper treatment, the proper caregivers, the proper doctors, therapists, whatever it is that you need comes in. So that's what I have for you guys today. As usual, if you have any questions or if you would like to suggest a topic, feel free to email me at areyouworthit at yahoo.com. And you can also join me on my coaching page at Lynn Howard, um, what is it, Abundant and happiness coach. I can't remember what it's titled as or the Facebook page for this podcast. Are you worth it? Just on Facebook. So I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Are You Worth It? Spoiler alert, you are. If you have any questions or you have a topic suggestion or request, feel free to email me at areyouworthit at yahoo.com. You can show your support for this podcast by leaving a review on whichever outlet you listen from. See you guys next week.